Hello guys, welcome to the Intimate Room. My name is Victor Silas. And I'm Janine Latrice. Hey guys, this is Erica Avila. And once again, this is Pico Brown. I also want to say thank you to all my amazing team. You guys are awesome. Ah, oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank, <laughs> thank you, Victor. <laughs> Today, being our season finale, it's going to be the closure. I finally get my closure. On. 2021 closure. Right. Yeah. Somebody got to go first. <laughs> so my, my first closure in 2021 is that the media should stop pushing the, the negative agenda on people. Everybody just trying to push the agenda on everybody. So if you talk about something that is not, you're not in line with agenda, you're against it. That's my first closure. I guess my closure is um, set boundaries for yourself. And remind people not to get so consumed with social media and even the news or TV. I honestly don't really watch TV that much. I'm hardly on social media. I try to stay as active as possible, as engaged as possible to let people know I'm still here and still thinking about them. And I I love staying in in contact with people. Sometimes that's the only way for us to reach people without media. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Without physically seeing them. But honestly, I've just never really been one to be that influenced by social media. I think the social media push more negative stuff. You likely to see the negative stuff even before the good, the positive stuff on social media. And people get, like you said, people get consumed by this stuff. They don't know how to, Separate the separate truth. the truth and the lie, or they don't know how to separate the bone. And the people now are so naive; they believe everything they see. Yeah. Well, yeah. they rely. They don't do on... any research on anything. If it's on Facebook, it's believable. I saw it on Facebook. Like that don't mean anything. People, you know, write articles and publish them. That doesn't mean that it has any factual base behind. <laughs> yeah. I can write a book and it has no facts. No, in it. That doesn't none. make it legit because I said it. <laughs> and, and and people are so quick to snatch up the negative so yeah. so fast, man. You know, social media, it, they just so quick to, you can get a, so many comments on something negative. Oh, for sure. Right. So, so many comments. Something negative has sure. more comments. Yeah. Talking about the, the vaccine and people say, I want to do my own research. Right. And I'll be wondering, where is the research on right. social media? Yeah. Are you going to go to the lab and do yeah. your research? <laughs> no. Or just want to sit down and read article or uh, whatever people videos. post. Yeah, exactly. Videos. And that's your research. That's I your feel research. It's not. It's just really stupid. And you know, the media knows this stuff because mm-hmm. now people are just being naive about stuff. So yeah. they just keep push, pushing. Look at the shows today. What 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 are you seeing on the shows? People are basing off their relationship of what they watch on reality shows. Absolutely. Like House of you know what what is it called? Housewives, Housewives, Atlanta, 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 basketball, you know, everybody po- basing off their relationship. Now on that. Just that's why it's, most people are so you know destroyed and toxic because all those stuffs are not real. Yeah, people don't know how to separate what the media is pushing, what they show you. You're like, okay, he's on TV, you know. As far as you see, once because it's in the media, you believe all those stuffs. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't have anything else to believe. This is their genre. This is their generation. This is what they've been exposed to at an early age, and so for the millennials, this is all that they know. For us, we might know how to separate ourselves from Mm -hmm. media because we grew up in a different era and different time. But what about all the younger generation that 
This is all that they do know. Yeah, that's all they know. I mean, Facebook then took over all types of communication. You want to you wanna find out something, go on Facebook. Facebook, reality shows, you know, those are all reality <laughs> that's shows. That's the sad part, though, because people get upset when you don't post things on social media. You know, I can... You I know, can... people just like... We just had a, a um, an instance in the family where, you know, we had a death in the family and it wasn't put on social media at mm. all. And then in turn, someone else can, you know, put the whole thing on social media. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a preference thing. And, and because a decision was made not to, you have people that are upset because that's where they go to to get viable information. Right. Why didn't you put it on Facebook? Because I didn't want everybody out there everything, on Facebook. Right, it's kind of sensitive. Yeah. Like, and, and everybody looks at it different. Some people say, put it on Facebook so everybody can see it. Mm-hmm. But uh, some things are just more personal. You don't want it on Facebook yeah. or any social media platform for that matter. But. Yeah, I, this it's a difference of opinion. A lot of people don't even have private life anymore. They don't. They you know? they live their lives on social media. Every from the from breakfast to the, your food that you ate. I mean, <laughs> what you drink. Yep. You know everything. Oh, I went to Starbucks and got me a yeah. whatever. You know, or and then I on you know after work I stopped here. It's like why do you have to post every, every detail? Yes, they do that a lot. That's weird to me. But I, I'm not from this generation. Yeah. So, but it's weird to me and I would never do it. I just think, you know, it just takes some getting used to. I just, I don't feel the need to post every single thing. I mean, single post everything, yeah. Thing. I mean, especially relationship with the, uh, what's the name of these things? The, the signs? Like Zodiac signs? Yeah. Oh my God. They didn't take that and ran with it. <laughs> they didn't take, you have like a hundred something comments on these things. Oh, you if you be, say something negative I, about a, a yeah. yeah. Oh, you must be this. You must be, what? Yeah, that's a, that's a conversation starter. Seriously, you want to fight or have conflict? Oh yeah. <laughs> Talk, talking about that, I was so pissed. Somebody asking somebody about the, uh, the zodiac sign in a job interview. What? And it was like, now that's unprofessional. Yeah, that was really so unprofessional. It's like people base their relationships yeah. on this stuff. Yeah, I. I'm like, a that's crazy. You're a cancer. Oh, no, no, I no. Can't we can't you. We're not compatible. But you know what? Really? On the flip side of that, I mean, if if I don't know if y'all, if you, I'm sure Victor knows because if if you like in a corporate corporate world, they have these tests. They're yes. like the assessments. Assessments. Yeah. So they're like your type C, type B, type E, type I. It really breaks down if you look at the information that's not, it's all under like zodiacs. Really? Mm-hmm. Type C is is this person type, and and that's what it is, and it, that's just a professional way for me to put you in a box, and it's it's still the same grouping though, and that's what I'm saying is they just make it a different way. So them asking the zodiac sign is no different than them putting you in the category saying, oh you're a type A person, I need to speak to you like this because you're a type. What's your type? Are you type A or type C? Type X. Like what? <laughs> I'm type Janine. Right, Speak type to me X. that way. Yeah, that's me. You know, don't don't do that. <laughs> don't put me in the box. Yeah. Man, you can you can mess up a good thing, man. Oh, I can't be with you. You Aquarius. Are you type so? C? We don't get it. We, we can't work together. I'm right. sorry. Yeah. Oh, I'm we need to get us a type A in here to go to diffuse the type C over here. <laughs> Social like, media just all messed up. Another closure that I have is about mindset. How can people change their mindset? What I realize is that situations or positions that a lot of people are today, it's because of their mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's going to turn back to, to Pico and what the conversation we had the other day when mm-hmm. you said about causes cannot be broken. And I know we talked about it. Right, right. You know, right. we talked about it to an extent. And mm-hmm. I, I know at the end of the day, we understand from mm-hmm. both angles and we're coming from. You give somebody who is poor mindset. 
give me ten million dollar today, mm-hmm. it's likely gonna be poor in the next five, two to three to four years again, right. because of the mindset. You can change your thought. When you change your thought, you change your mindset. You see things in a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I totally believe in, you know, changing your mindset and the subconscious mind gives you a different outcome. And also, I believe in breaking curses. Yes, curses can be broken. Generational <laughs> curses. Um, I believe in prayer, you know, and positive thoughts and... I think that when you practice that within yourself, that that absolutely changes everything around you. Curses can be, and actually when we had the conversation, I should have said that, but they can be broken with prayer. You know, if you're sincere about it, yeah, you're right. Curses can be broken, but you just can't up and say, well, I'm going to break this curse because that's, that's, that's a strong thing to break. But yeah, through prayer. And, you know, help from the man upstairs. Yeah, they can definitely be broken. Definitely. And I should have said that, but we was on the rampage. Well, I was he was hot. Yeah. He was hot. I, I was about to beat everybody up. He was deep in the conference. Right, I was deep. That, 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 that's was a deep brother. He was swinging like, what, what movie was it? the windmill. Right, I was, he was doing a windmill with his fighting. eyes closed. <laughs> I was fighting from the lobby to the room. Boy. Come on, where y'all at? No, but, but all jokes aside, yeah. But, but you have to. You admitting and acknowledging and trying to change your ways and said to you, okay, I don't want to be statistics. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a number because sometimes this prediction about, oh, nine out of the 10, you know, and this is going to happen. Right. You know, it's just like the word recidivism. When they talk about recidivism, oh, and statistics today shows that, okay, is it one out of five? They, they give a particular number, mm-hmm. people who come out from jail, like they're likely to go back. Right. Right. And people, when they come back and people succumb to that. Yeah. Because they don't you know, fight against Because it. you don't fight against it. You, mm-hmm. you just want to keep being in the statistics and put yourself. Right. And one thing I always say myself, I'm like, I don't want to be a statistics. No, man, mm-hmm. for real. How can you change that? It's your mindset. Mindset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you have to change your ways. The people around. Well, you have to unprogram what you've been programmed. Program, right. You know, you got to change your atmosphere. To do, yeah. And then they do that for a reason. Mm-hmm. They put all yep. that information that's supposedly true, right? Who's to say that it is true? <laughs> they make it true because yeah. they want you back in jail because they make more money There's off money, of you being yeah. in there than they would if you were out here free. My closure, uh, well, one of my closures would be um, the big thing of, of, well, just the past couple of years is just people who jump on bandwagons. It's with no facts behind it. It's, it's almost centered around everything we just talked about. Um, people who jump on, on, on fashion bandwagons that you don't even particularly care for, but you can't speak against it because you'll get canceled, right? We cancel culture. And just, just, the dumbing down of, of, of black men and, and in our community. It's just all of these things that we're going to, we should, we need to speak about in 2022. <laughs> and just the dumbing down of, of our black men is, is that, that is my closure. And I think we should pull forward with that in uh, 2022. But how can we change that? Because it's not just about, you know, no, it's, it's, because it's a group. I mean, I was just having this conversation with, with, with my, one of my children today. Um, about um, just how, um, as black women, um, we're raising our boys instead of the men being in the household raising 
our boys. And that's why we have all of the different problems that we have now. The, the man has been removed from the black woman's household. So we have women trying to do the job of a man is impossible. Impossible. Uh-huh. Not saying that you can't raise a successful child, but they're right. going to be lack of somewhere. And it's the man, the manly part. That's why we have men that rely on their mother so much because the father wasn't there. And, and I had to explain to my child and she was like, well, what happened? I can't stand. Her statement was that she couldn't stand to see a, a toddler in the <clears throat> playground and the toddler falls and the dad says, get up, stop acting like a, you know, a girl, get up, dust it off. I say maybe his approach wasn't correct, but he's really re- reiterating it's okay. Get up. Try it again. Yeah, Maybe he doing. didn't say it in an appropriate manner. But what what do we do as mothers? Oh, baby, come here. It's okay. That's the start of it. Now we got the boys who, you know, never they're never able to walk away. They're never able to stand on their own two feet and be a man in this society. And that's the problem. Emotional. It's it, women cannot a woman cannot raise a man. It's just not. You know what? You. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the only woman it's I ever not. heard say that. It's the truth, though. Yeah. And maybe, and I say things different because my father was in the household, and 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 he's always been, and and I know what it looks like to see a man in the household. Yeah. And, uh, and if he wasn't there, because I have conversations with other women still to this day at 44, and I can tell when a father was not present. It, right. You can. You, you see, lacks the the, yes. father, uh, the male figure yes. in the life. I can tell when it's not present. And 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 I, that's the difference. And people look at me because I go, "Why do you feel like feel like that?" Because I I don't have that lack. I don't have that. My father's always been there, so I don't I don't have that. And, and not that I can't understand your feelings and how you feel, but I don't. I I've never experienced that. So it's like, why are you so strong or why are you so confident? Because that's how I was brought up. I don't have it. Well, maybe he. You know, a lot of women deal with, you know, relationships, love and, you know, dealing with that because of the lack of, you know, I see it in my own children. And there is a huge difference when when daddy is around and present. Oh, yeah. Huge difference. Oh, yeah. It's a different level of respect. So my kids treat me and their father so differently. Oh, yes. They're so afraid, (laughs) you know, of their dads. And they just, you know, they act a fool. But that's how it's supposed to, to be, you know. Right. Because a man mm-hmm. has an aggressive nature. And women, we have that nurturing mm-hmm. baby, you know, emotional attachment mm-hmm. to our children and them to us. And with Ava will fall and slip in, in my house and eh, she's whining. She does it. I mean, she's flipping off of her dad's couches. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Flipping, doing all kinds of crap. Like a damn acrobat, and she's okay. <laughs> you know, almost busting her dome, but she's okay over there. She mm-hmm. don't even whine or fuss because he's not running. Right. He's like, "Are you okay?" Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> and there's a huge difference. They're afraid. They're more open. My older kids are more open with me, mm-hmm. um, because they know that you know I might be more lenient with them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as hard as I try to be. I could never be as hard as their father. And it's always like that. If you think about it, I know with us, we knew, well, well my parents said, what? We couldn't play that game. <laughs> but you see kids play games like, oh, I'll, I'll ask mom because mom was going to say, yeah, but in our household, it wasn't no, you're going to get in trouble if you do that. 
You go ask mom and then go ask dad. Oh, because they gonna talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but most people don't know that. My parents talked about everything. So did did such and such come and tell you about what happened? Oh yeah, they came and told me earlier. Oh, now you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, you're in trouble. Now, yeah. <laughs> so they just knew better not to do, not to play that game. But kids do it out. You know, they they you know know who to come to and ask. Like, okay, well, I'll just ask my mom because she's gonna tell me. Yeah, right. Dad's gonna say no. Yeah. Are they gonna keep start pouting and begging and whining yeah. till their She'll mom give gives in. in? Oh well, I just really wanted mom. <laughs> okay, baby. <laughs> well, when I was coming up, wow! When I was coming up, I couldn't run to my mother or my father because they both were strong. Yeah, they, they weren't having none of yeah. that. I mean, none of it. So. Now I'm older, and just like you said, Jadine, you when you talk to people, you can see like, well, you know what, something's missing in that house mm-hmm. because the things they can do, I couldn't get away with it if it if I wanted to. Yeah, you know, my old man, you know, uh, ten o'clock being a house, I want coming in at eleven o'clock. I'm like, oh man, I'm man, you bogus. I was so scared of my parents. I wasn't just scared of my father. I was scared of my mother mm-hmm. because they didn't play. Mm-hmm. And you know, by us, it, it, I have I got five older brothers, so I was the baby, so. I watch my brothers get sacrifices, so that I have that, that I didn't have to, you know. Like man, dude, I, now I can't do that because you Stupid. just got beat up, right? <laughs> exactly. Like man, why you do that, man? Like man, that are looking for you, so that made me a better person. So that's my closure. What my closure on that whole topic of you know whether the father is not in the household and things don't always work out or go as planned, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that. As parents and as a responsible parent, these kids weren't asked to be brought into this world. Work that out. And you have to both still be that parent. Yeah, you got to. That they can go to. And it's not about money. You know, it's about quality time. It's about you growing as a person, as an adult. Because now you have a child and you have someone who's watching you. Mm -hmm. And try to be present in their lives. Because that's going to make all the difference. Even if you don't have... Maybe one parent, whether it's the mother or the father, has more to offer financially. Mm-hmm. But if that other parent is still there and never goes absent, it's going to make all the difference in the world with Absolutely. this kid. My next closure is going to be a question to Erica. What? <laughs> I'm all ears. No. I like. Okay. I mean, I'm just, just willing to know why it's most Mexican don't like black people. <gasps> you think so? Yeah. That's what I think. Oh, I mean. I don't know because I'm not most Mexican. <laughs> Erica is black. So sorry. Sure she'll have an, an well, idea why. Well, I'm first. I'm like third generation here. Mm-hmm. So even mm-hmm. my mom and them were born here. Right. So you got these different generation of people, which brings on different cultures because you got to think about when they were growing up here. And like my mom and them went to school. And when she went to school, there was full-blown-out wars. Mm-hmm. She tells us the stories how it was the blacks against the Mexicans. And <clears throat> you guys got to excuse me if I'm breathing heavy. It's not because <laughs> I got on my girdle. Because <laughs> I have allergies right now. <laughs> and I'm feeling a little asthmatic. <laughs> you hear me breathing a little heavy. <laughs> so that's where that's coming from. But yeah, back in my mom's day, that actually happened, right? I didn't really get to witness that. When I, I was one of the younger kids, right? And then I had older cousins and I remember even them. Them fighting, the Mexican boys fighting with the blacks, mm-hmm. right? 
over territory, whatever the hell it was. By the time I grew up in my environment, it was predominantly Hispanic. And then once in a while, we'd get a couple black families. One or two. I'm not kidding you. One or two in a class, if that. Mm-hmm. We were always cool with them. By the time I was growing up, we were listening to Tupac, to black music. So for me, it's almost the same American culture, the same era. We were li- I was living in the 90s. When you were living in the 90s and listening to the same, I grew up on the same music. So for me, I'm open-minded. That is who I see, who I like, who I'm vibing with when i got to school now i talked about we talked about biracial dating i was intimidated not that i didn't want to date outside my race i just it was um some people do get a bad reaction i have friends who had kids from black guys and even till this day their kids are in their 20s and their family will make slick comments ignorant comments remarks treat the kids differently tease them for their hair Everything that you hear about biracial kids going through, they go through it. I can't speak for every Mexican. I do think that we are in Chicago. It's super diverse. I know a lot of people who've gotten along with a lot of different races. Just depends on where you grow up at and what music you listen to and who you feel like you can trust. I don't know. I feel just like when we talked about the Africans versus the Mm African-Americans. You got all these stereotypes as to what you think about them, right? All right. Mm-hmm. So what are the stereotypes? Um, you can't trust them. They're going to rob you. You can't trust them. They're going to... They're lazy. But the Mexicans from Mexico say that about Mexican-Americans. Mm-hmm. So some of the same stereotypes African-Americans have, Mexican-Americans have them too. Yeah. So a lot of times we go through some of the same problems, even though... I was in a room one day. I was at a gym and I had an older black woman having a conversation. We were in a sauna and I said something and she got on me. But you don't know because you're not you're not black. And I was just like, you know, I let her that conflict and resolution. (laughs) I let her have her moment because there was nothing I can say that was going to convince that woman that I'm not who she's dealt with in the past. Mm -hmm. Any bad response she got from someone or or a people now i'm under that umbrella yeah because she's never experienced anything outside of that so there are people we live in a society where people are still prejudiced Mm -hmm. and they're still ignorant very much so and they're still stereotyping but we also live in a world that if you really want to get to know somebody you have to be open-minded and i think that if you respect people that that says a lot and that changes the narrative of what relationships can be like. I ask that question because it's been something that I've dealt with mm-hmm. so many times and so many places. And for some reason, almost all the places that I've lived at. And, and they're at, straight always, up. How do you know they're Mexican? Because there's so many Hispanics. <laughs> Are they just Hispanic? True. You never true. know. Are you no, dealing with uh, a Cuban, Puerto Rican? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, you know, right. because we're all put under a big umbrella, too. Yeah, just like African. Yeah. Why everybody yeah. think that Africa is a country. And everybody also, too, <laughs> like the Puerto Ricans and the Mexicans. True. Everybody claims there's an underlying war and a stigma there where it's like, uh, we're better than you. Yeah, it is. But they put us all against each other. You yep. got to remember who has put everybody against each other. Yeah. And, and it hasn't been us. We were not just like kids. They weren't asked to be brought into this world. 
Hell, we weren't asked to be brought into this world either. They crossed rivers and brought us over to, or we were forced to cross rivers and borders and come work here because this is where the money is made. This is where lives are made. And we're out there in our own mother country lands living in third world countries where those people are still poor. Sex trafficking and all this violence is going on and it's controlled by everything around them. You said something that, you know, interests me. Know somebody for who they are. Don't assume. I think we leave an assumption. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate this person. Then we can as well label everybody like that. You know, you're white, you're, you know, you're black, you're brown, you're African, you're whatever, you, where you are. We're not going to say that there's been a sin. There is something out of all these races. So we can label everybody like that. You have to be open-minded. Don't assume And I think that people need to, if you don't have the opportunity to travel more, read, travel through books, travel through. That's what you should be doing with the Internet and technology. Look up other countries and cultures. And when you start to see how rich other cultures are and we're thinking that they're out there being poor, Mm -hmm. sometimes they're not. They're probably living a way better life than we are out here. We're struggling. For real, right. You know, and with less. And you learn. Just like, I think for me, uh, because I grew up on two different parts of of Chicago. Like, in my earlier years, we grew up on the north side, which was predominantly uh, Mexican and Puerto Rican. Mm -hmm. So, the school systems look different. Mm -hmm. It was black. It was Mexican. It was uh, Puerto Rican. It was Asian. It was arabian everything right and then we moved to the south side (laughs) black only right it was all black when i tell you as a black little girl coming to the south side i was in culture shock like Mm. okay where is my mexican friend where is my my you know filipino friend like everybody in the classroom is black and it's different because now they think i'm weird because I sound different yeah i do different things because i'm i was in a melting pot i was around everybody so it was an adjustment for me to come from the north to the south mm-hmm. and be around people just like me because right. they're so used to not seeing other things. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important to integrate, mm-hmm. you know, schools and, 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 and get people, different cultures involved in different things because that's the world that we live in. If, you're, if, you're, if you go to a segregated grammar school and then you turn around and go to a segregated high school and then you go to an HBCU where it's all... What are we doing? That's not how the world is set up. So now you you have a communication barrier with other people, other nationalities, because now you don't you can't relate because all you've been around is your own people. And that's why I think it's important to integrate. It is important to integrate, not saying that you can't love your own people. Fine. But learn about someone else, too, because that's the world we live in. Nothing is it's just all one thing. Nothing. And when I went to Mexico, um, the first time that I can remember, I was about 17 years old. Mm -hmm. And I learned about my culture. Like, yeah, I grew up my whole life believing, like, I'm Mexican. I'm 100% Mexican. I went over there. They didn't think. They were like, you're not Mexican. (laughs) They're throwing rocks at me, calling me a freaking gringa. Like, I was a white girl. (laughs) And I'm, like, talking my Spanish. And my Spanish was so so broken to them because they know real authentic Spanish. (laughs) Some little kids were throwing rocks at me. I am not kidding you. You should have recorded that. (laughs) But it was, um, you know, it brought me to open up my eyes and even love my own culture. And I think that 
you respect people and you you get a different outlook on life. You do. You do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's been a wonderful season. And from the bottom of my heart, I love y'all. And you know, one thing I like about uh, the intimate room, especially this season, because since we can have, we cannot have this conversation anywhere outside anymore. Yeah. You know, that, and what we do here, it's have a platform that we can now, we can talk about stuff. We don't hate nobody. We just, it's free expressions mm-hmm. where we, you know, we talk about how, how we feel and we will continue to do it. And I also want you listening to join us. Let's talk about it. If we don't sit and talk about what you are afraid to talk about, because now one of the topics you said that people now are marshmallows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody's so soft. Yeah. yeah. Nobody want to talk about stuff. Everything is so sensitive now. And you keep living in this bondage. You keep living in this fear of not seeing how you feel. And that's the wall that we live at now. So it's been a wonderful season. And I appreciate it. And I love you all. And I can't wait to t- start a new season um, with you guys again come 2020. 2022. 2022. We're kicking 2022. the door down. Yes, 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all ready for everything? 2022. <laughs> Get ready. No Old meal. Pico bringing the fire. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got fire. I got fire. Fire bringing the heat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Erica, no filter, mommy. Uh-huh. ready for you. Time is two. <laughs> about to snap. <laughs> I just want to say. I'm thankful for the intimate room. I like the show. It kicked off. It's kicking off real good. And I love my coworkers, Janine Latrice and Erica Abdullah. And my man Victor Silas, sexy voice. Uh oh, you gonna get you guys. cancer? Right. I, I don't know if you can say call another man sexy on the air. His, his voice know. was sexy. Right? What does that mean? Right? No, but all of that, I love you guys, and you guys are like my radio family. I love you guys too. You already know that. But yeah, we had a great season. I'm so happy to be back. And I just want to tell all of our listeners, you know, I guess if you have any questions or faith over fear, faith over fear, bottom line, don't fear anything. Learn to love yourself, understand your background and understand that any what what is it like any stereotype someone try to put you under or any umbrella. You know what I say, but F them (laughs) and F that. F bomb. <laughs> well, you can say it on the podcast. <laughs> F that. You know, we. Fuck your life. This is, right? your, this is your life. You know, make the best of it. Cause Get it out, Eric. Just say it. Oh, just say it. Make the best just of say it. it. Fuck your life. <laughs> Give me one. There we go. Give me one. Give me one. Ah, that was so soft. <laughs> She's trying to be nice, but she's like, trying to be nice today. It's a nice Erica little had, fuck it. Had some two, had some ah, two just... shot of tequila, so Erica's mellow. <laughs> I think mine for the, um, just would be um, speak your mind, speak your truth, um, and, and, and honor yourself. People are so closed-minded and, 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 ready to just you know fall in and succumb to somebody else's thoughts and you have to be uh confident in what you believe in and stand on it and and stop falling into just what the everybody else is doing god didn't make us all to be alike and you, if you're a standout person then stand out right. say what you have to say and 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 don't be afraid i would say change your mindset change your perspective 
Love yourself. Love God. 2022 is going to be great. It's going to be a great year. It's going to be a beautiful year, you know. God is going to do something wonderful. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, everybody. Have a prosperous 2022. Listen to us wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe, like, follow, share. 